Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in Matthew 15 and before we go there and start reading, let's let's go to God in prayer. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for the insights you've given me and for the way you are patient with me because quite candidly, you've told me things numerous times. You've shown me things multitudes of times and yet I'm so slow on the uptake. I just thank you for your patience. I thank you that you don't give up on me and that you are the creator of all. Thank you for loving me and thank you for loving all of us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today we're in chapter 15 of Matthew. And once again, we're not getting a lot from Tozer, Spurgeon, or others. But what I've, I've been thinking about, because this really is the, uh, the journey that I'm on, and for whatever reason, it's crazy, I think, but you keep, you're here to, to participate in that. You're participating with me on my journey, and hopefully I'm, I'm walking along beside you. So you've heard me speak numerous times about how I beat myself up, especially recently, about, you know, swearing too much, doing too, you know, doing too many bad things, and really just not living the, the life that Christ wants me to. And what I've really been picking up for the last few months is that God loves me regardless. He loves you. He loves me. So when I was reading and praying today, it, it I'm like, God, why am I like so hard on myself? Or why is it that I just can't accept and rest in your love? And just rest in you. Why is it I always feel like I have to do better? That I have to do do better, not swear, not cuss, not be mean, not think poorly of people, not to sit there and even about the disciples like, dude, you're so dumb. Right? And why is it that I need to not do those things? Why do I feel that implication when at the end of the day, God loves me regardless? Then it hit me. And the reality is, is he tells us not to do things because it's good for us. And I think about my kids. I don't tell my kids not to do things. I don't tell them, hey, don't go and touch that fire because it's going to burn you. I don't do it because it's just like what I, hey, if you don't touch that, then I'll love you more. And there's none of that. Hey, if you don't walk into the street and get hit by the car, I'll love you more. No, there's none of that. I tell them not to do things. Because I love them and it's good for them. So when I think about the things that I'm, that I'm struggling with, when I think about all of the different elements in life, why is it that I shouldn't swear? Why shouldn't I be angry about things? Why shouldn't I look at porn? Why shouldn't I yell at people? Why shouldn't I um, steal why shouldn't I rob a bank? Why shouldn't I lie? Why shouldn't I do any of those things? Well, it's because it's bad for me. All of those things mess with you and they hurt you. Sexual sin is a sin against yourself. Yes, there may be someone else involved, but it's against you. Stealing is against others, but you wind up in jail. Lying is against others, but it's also against yourself. 
because you're not telling yourself the truth. And the more times you lie, the more you believe it. I have a brother who's that way. Things that have never happened, he's convinced have happened because he's, he's lied about it his entire life. And now it's his reality. It's all those things. God is telling us not to do things and to do other things because they're good for us and these other things are bad for us. And it's not whether or not God will love me more if I get on my knees and pray. He doesn't hear me any more clearly just because I'm kneeling by my bed. But he hears my heart because if I'm willing to get down and prostrate myself, am I willing to be submissive to him and submit to his will? And it's almost more of a thing for me than it is for him because, again, he loves me regardless. So I'm, I'm reading these, and why does he tell me not to be proud and prideful? Why, do I, why, why are we told not to think too highly of ourselves? Well, I think that at, we've just seen it, and we're about to see it. So if we get into verse um, chapter 14 and verse 34, we see it says, when they crossed over, they landed at Genesaret. And when the men of the place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. These people weren't proud. These people weren't the educated of the world. These were just normal people. They loved, they saw that it was God. They saw that here was a person who could heal them. And what did they do? They went to him. Now, in verse 15, or chapter 15, verse 1, it says, Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, Why do your disciples break the, the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. So here's some incredibly learned men, and they're the leaders in the temple. And they're very learned. They're very smart. I would imagine they're probably pretty proud. Kind of like me. I went to UCLA. I'm smart. Hey, I'm this, right? And as soon as I get proud, as soon as I have any pride, I get screwed. I get totally messed up mentally. Why does God tell us not to be proud? Because it screws us up. Jesus says in verse 3, Jesus replied, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother's mother is devoted to God, they are not to honor their father or mother with it. Thus, you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. So they basically are wordsmithing things with God. And Jesus knows it. So as soon as you show that you're proud, as soon as I show I'm proud, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm manipulating this because I'm really super smart and I can get away with it, all of a sudden the reality is, nope, you're blown out. And Jesus says in verse 7, you hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. Again, 
lip service versus heart service. We've been reading all through Genesis. We've read all through the other books. And dang, what we keep seeing is God cares about our heart. He doesn't care about our brilliance. In verse 10, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. Why? Because it's what's in our heart. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? So whenever someone points out the truth, doesn't it kind of hurt our feelings, especially if it's about us and us not being awesome? Verse 13, he replied, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be pulled uh, pulled up by the roots. Leave them. They are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. Peter said, explain the parable to us. Are you still so dull? (laughs) Jesus showing a little frustration. Jesus asked him, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart. And these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false prof- false testimony, and slander. These are what defile a person, but eating them with unwashed hands does not defile them. So again, the physical versus the heart. God cares about your heart. He cares about my heart. Verse 21. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew. To the region of Tyre and Sidon. A, Canaan, a Canaanite woman from the, that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. What a pain. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Verse 29. Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up on a mountainside and sat down great crowds came to him bringing the lame the blind the crippled the mute and many others and laid them at his feet and he healed them jesus did a lot of healing i mean what an amazing journey the people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking the crippled made made well the lame walking and the blind seeing and they praised the god of israel jesus called his disciples to him and said I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, or they may collapse on the way. His disciples answered, Where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? And my immediate thought process is, Guys, are you that dull? (laughs) Didn't he feed 5,000 once before with you? Why are you so blind to this? But then I sit there and think, I am so blind to the way he's, served, he's helped me, the way that he's taken care of me, and yet I'm still afraid, the way that I sit there and doubt, and he's st- always demonstrated that he's by my side. And yet I sit there, and I'm the dull one. I have no ground to tell them that they are. 
How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked them. Seven, they replied, and a few small fish. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, and when he had given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples, and they in turn to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was 4,000 men, besides women and children. After Jesus had sent the crowd away, he got into the boat and went to the vicinity of Magadan. So what I keep coming back to is, hey, God doesn't care. He cares about, do we wash our hands? He cares about our heart. Do we love him? Do we have faith in him? Does Jesus, is Jesus our Lord? I need to quit trying to be better. I need to start resting in him more completely. I need to pray for my heart to be correct so I don't keep sinning. But doing it because it's better. It's the right way to live. It's not because I will be loved more by God. He can't love me any more than he does. It's not because it makes him happier. No, it's because it's better for me. So at the end of the day, God cares about what's best for me. And it's, it's said that numerous times. The Bible has. So with this, let's go ahead and go back to God in prayer and seek him out. Lord, I lift you up. I lift up this time to you. I lift up my heart, my, my mind, my body, my being, my spirit. I just pray, Lord, that you would be the one that I live for. That I would learn more and more about you and who you are. So that I can bring you glory. I know it's not my actions that make you happy. It doesn't make you listen to me anymore. It doesn't make you love me any more or less. But that it's the right thing about me that you care about. Just as I care about my children, why do I rebuke a child of mine? Why do I, even though they're grown, advise them? Because I love them. So, Father, I lift up this time. I pray for my heart. I pray for all the hearts out there, Lord, that you would be the one that we live for and that you'd be honored and glorified by all that we do. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.